and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. This week we're talking about Season 6, Episode 8, Swimming from Cambodia. It's a long swim. It's a long swim. <laughs> Your arms are tired. I swam in from Cambodia and boy are my arms tired. Oh man. Uh, let's just get the episode description out of the way right away and then we'll, we'll get into it. That sounds great. Will urges Grace to stay in New York so they can spend some time together. Karen strong arms Jack's nursing teacher into letting him skip class but still make the grade. That's, strong arms is the incorrect word, so I think we should get right into that. It's really blackmail, like it's, really hard blackmail. Is it blackmail if you're threatening the life of a dog? I guess you're right. It's technically something different than blackmail. It's kidnapping? It, it is kidnapping. Terrorism? It's, After 9-11, is it maybe terrorism? I think it might be terrorism. Karen is a dog terrorist this week. She's a dog terrorist, yeah. So basically, the overall arc of Jack's week this week is he's he's still student nursing. Yes. And we're still confused by why he's always wearing that outfit because all the other student nurses are wearing scrubs. Please see our conversation from I last week. I think it's week. literally because they are nurses of color. Yeah. It, yes. it kind of seems like Jack is wearing a white nurse's coat because he is white. Potentially. <laughs> there's an entire literary analysis yeah, there's a to whole be thing found happening. there from like a, a, an intersectionality perspective. Yes. Um, but basically, Jack is still in nursing school, and he has made a group of multicultural friends, mm-hmm. as he calls them. They're <laughs> mostly people of color. And he has, like, a little study group, and they get along really well, and they all study for class together. And then he shows up to one of his classes and discovers that the typical nurse who taught it, who used to be, like, a Miss USA model, mm-hmm. um, is no longer there. And instead, it's being taught by Big Boo from Orange is the New Black. So great. She's, she's really great. And um, she tells Jack, who's like, I'm the key student, because I literally have the keys. That was a weird moment. I that didn't was understand weird. that. That was very strange. Anyways, he like basically tries to suck up to her, and she's like, great, show me how you take blood pressure. And then he goes to take blood pressure, and she's just like, wrong! <laughs> About everything he does. There's a lot of screaming wrong in this episode, and I thought that was right! <laughs> so Jack apparently doesn't know how to take blood pressure. Right! Um, I don't know how he doesn't know this because it's something I learned to do in high school in an anatomy class. And as we learned earlier in the episode, he has a lot of practice on his penis. That's not how you can accurately take blood pressure. It seems like you have to roll it around like a ton of times. Yeah, a pressure cuff is not that thin. Unless Jack is like really girthy. That's too girthy. That's a medical condition. That's too much. You gotta see somebody. You gotta go. (laughs) Um, So Jack is very off put by Big Boo's approach to teaching mm-hmm. him nursing. And so he kind of goes and whines to Karen about how the other teacher, Nurse Carver, really liked him, mm-hmm. and this teacher does not like him. And Karen gets, like, really metal this week. Karen is so metal this week. She goes on full, like, scandal levels uh-huh. of, like, metal. She's like a Batman supervillain this she week. Is. So she kidnaps the nurse's two pugs. Whose what name, are the dog's names again? They're like Chicago Hope is one of them. And the other one is a different hospital show. It's St. Elsewhere. It's St. Elsewhere, yes. So there's Good the, names for pugs. The dogs are St. Elsewhere and Chicago Hope, and they are pugs. And Karen has kidnapped them <laughs> and is threatening their lives. And has, As one does. And is having Rosario hold a pic, hold them in her hand <laughs> with a picture of the day's newspaper. And Jack apparently was involved, so he's now an accessory to terrorism. <laughs> is that what they call it? I'm not a legal scholar. Okay, admittedly, now that you're saying it out loud, I'm realizing that she's holding today's newspaper so you know the picture is live. I thought it was more like from a, you hold the newspaper so you can spank a dog. 
Oh my god. <laughs> no, maybe it's a little of both, but it's no, definitely it was most to of the prove first that one. on the dates that the photo was taken, yes. the dogs are still alive. As one does when one is a terrorist. For the purposes of hostage taking, yes. Did you know that terrorists take up five percent of all daily print paper subscriptions? Just for that, you always want to have today's newspaper on hand in case you have to kidnap someone at the last minute. This week's episode is not brought to you by the New York Times, who don't want us advertising the terrorists have stock in their paper. Oh, come on. We all know that the terrorists subscribe to USA Today. (laughs) Yes. So Karen, you know, rather than throwing her money around, which is typically the way that she solves Mm -hmm. problems, gets very metal and threatens this poor nurse's dogs. And, um... So she tells Jack that he just has an A in the mm-hmm. class. He just, he passes. And so Jack stops going to class. You know, I kind of like the way that they p- play this episode where, like, every character in this plotline is in a cartoon except Boo, who's, like, legitimately like, oh, my God, this crazy lady stole my dogs. I will obviously do anything to save my, save dogs. my dogs. Right. There's no, like, oh, well, I can't do that. How could you do this? Like, she is in it to win it. She, She's in an episode of Origins of the New Black. She is not hesitating. She <laughs> is like, my dog's lives are on the line. Right. And I've got to save them. <laughs> and the only way I can save them is to give this little Twinkie boy an A in this class. Because she doesn't really care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She, doesn't she wants cares about her dogs. She wants to elsewhere in Chicago Hope to She's come home safely. She's worried about her dogs. She wants... Her pugs. And as you know, pugs are designed very poorly. They have been <laughs> bred to have very flat faces and they cannot breathe. Don't let them out of your sight. They can't breathe. They will die. You know the comedian Maria Bamford? One of her dogs, like, died because it strangled itself or something. She no, let... I think she ran over it with no, her car. No, she didn't run over it. She let it out in the yard on a leash and it hung itself. That might have been it. <laughs> there are so many dumb ways for pugs Regardless, to die. Pug enthusiast Maria Bamford has accidentally murdered one of her beloved pugs. But we still and love And you her. can too. Pugs are very easy to kill. They're not good dogs. They are designed very poorly. Don't buy a, a pug from a breeder. Pugs are, are very unhealthy. But you can buy one from a rescue place. You can rescue a pug, yes. To let them live out their reduced lives. Yes. With you and love. And a stroller because they can't walk very far. <laughs> um... Yes, so Jack doesn't go to class anymore because he has an A. Why would he go to class? Right. But then he and Karen, after a a long day of tobogganing on Rosario, (laughs) which we can't even get into that, um, discovers his study group is like at the coffee shop where they Mm -hmm. met up and they're, you know, really putting together like a big anatomy study and they're making a lot of jokes and puns. And Jack feels very left out. It's really sad. Like, we didn't know Jack had an actual connection to these people. But we didn't know Jack he really had doesn't. feelings. Right. But, I mean, like, he doesn't like being left out, at least. Yes. And, and this is a big part of his life now. He's yeah. a student nurse. Yeah. So he makes the decision that he's going to go back to class. Yep. I think that is an admirable decision. If not only because it shows that Jack kind of, sort of, wants to do the work, Mm -hmm. but also as someone who may be on the receiving end of student nurse Jack's (laughs) talents, I really do want him to have paid attention during the cardio unit. Yes, that's really important. Or in general, just at all during nursing school. The cardio is the most important part of the heart. You know, I read this study recently that showed that mean girls in high school are like way more likely to become nurses and then bully their patients. Yes, I've heard that also. That's horrifying. So you want your doctor to be a woman and your nurse to be a man? Probably. Mm-hmm. These are important gender thoughts. Yes. It doesn't matter if they're non-binary. They're fo- probably fine. Mm-hmm. If they're non-binary, they're probably good at the insurance department. 
they're good at thinking of things outside of, you know, do you get insurance or do you not get insurance? Mm -hmm. The insurance binary. Good, good, good. Mm -hmm. These are very important medical facts that are definitely reputable and not pulled (laughs) out of our asses. This podcast is actually known for being the third best source of medical facts in Trump's America. What's the first two? The USA Today. (laughs) And then the terrorists reading USA Today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The weird thing about this episode is that at no point does Karen realize the error of her ways. No, Karen learns nothing. And there's no sense that Jack isn't going to get an A. Oh, no. I don't think that he's ever, like, backing off on the just getting an A. He's just like, I'm going to take that A, but I'm also going to go to class. Right. So poor St. Elsewhere and Chicago Hope are probably trapped somewhere in Karen's mansion. Yeah, I I just, we also get no resolution on what happens to these pugs. Are they okay? Does Karen release them? (laughs) Has the bargain been met? Has she signed a a blood contract? You know, especially with pugs having such trouble breathing. They can't breathe. You always get into this trouble when you're kidnapping is that you can't let the victims die before you get the money. Mm Mm-hmm. You gotta get the money. So now Karen's gonna keep these two pugs alive for the rest of the semester. Potentially on respirators. How is this not a recurring plot point? I know. They could have gotten Boo on for like three or four episodes. There's an episode where they're running around the mansion trying to find one of the pugs. Because it's missing. Then they've got to replace the pug because it's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if only we were ready for Will and Grace last decade. I just really wish there was like a weekend at Bernie's with the pugs (laughs) situation where they're just sort of dragging a lifeless pug around the manse (laughs) trying to convince Boo that it's fine. No. No, it's fine. St. Elsewhere is in a snow globe the whole time. (laughs) That's Uh, the plot twist at the end of St. Elsewhere, by the way. I mean, obviously. Otherwise, I just sound insane. Our our listeners may not have the cultural context for St. Elsewhere. It is Well, if they don't, you just spoil it for them. Well, it was on in the 80s. I think that (laughs) they'll live. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Things that happened 30 years ago. Oh, God. Things that happened almost 40 years ago. Do you ever sit there and forget that the 90s weren't 10 years ago? And then you're like, I'm old. Mm -hmm. I am aging. My skin cells are not reproducing (laughs) as fast as they used to. And I'm getting wrinkles. Sad. Want to talk about more sad stuff? Yes. Let's talk about Grace. Oh, the saddest. Not actually that sad this week. I'm Okay. The thing is, because we're sort of terrible people and we... (laughs) We saw this coming not only from, like, a Tess has watched the entire series and knows mm-hmm. how this ends, and Matthew has seen the revival and knows how this ends sort of way, but in the, the fact that the, the breadcrumbs for this plot development have been just scattered throughout the entire season. Right. I mean, a couple episodes ago, we have Grace decide for no reason to go to Cambodia, and she doesn't get talked out of it, as she already has been once when she was going to go to Africa, which is, as we know, an entire she was, country. She was going to go to Costa Rica, actually. Oh, was it Costa Rica? It was Costa Rica. He's going so many places, you know. And they're all way too far away by plane. <laughs> um, but this time, there's nothing stopping Grace from going, which, I mean, kind of immediately tells us that she's coming back. Yes. I mean, so let's take a brief moment. If it takes 19 hours to fly to Zaire. You know, this sounds like one of those train questions from the <laughs> SAT, and I don't appreciate it. And then you have to swim back from a Cambodian KFC. Mm-hmm. How dead is Grace's marriage? <laughs> <laughs> Very dead. It's very dead. So, yeah. Um. So, we see this episode as Grace claims she's only home for two days. Right. Which, as someone who has internationally traveled before and for, like, nowhere near that big of a time difference, there's no way you can come home for only two days. Right. That should have been you a would, red flag a lot sooner. You would be sleeping for 
all of it. There definitely is a, like a couple jet lag jokes at least. Right. Grace can't do math because mm-hmm. she's so jet lagged that she can't remember what the time difference was. But it's very clear from the beginning of this episode that Grace coming back for, quote, two days is a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, even before she starts not even making excuses to stay, that's one of the problems I have with this plot line, is yeah. she doesn't seem to have a plan here. She doesn't. She's just got off the plane. She swam in a plane from Cambodia yep. to New York. It took more than 19 hours. And now she's here and she's just... Has no idea what she's doing. Yeah. But Will keeps giving her these outs. Yeah. He keeps saying, why don't you stay one more day and go to the Barney stay with me? Mm-hmm. Why don't you stay one more day and we'll do this? It was the Sound of Music. That's right. Way. The Sound of Music thing. And it's it's really, it's interesting because at first it does sort of seem genuinely like Grace is just like, yeah, I mean, one more day won't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's clearly not having a good time in Cambodia. Right. And she is having a much better time now that she's home. But we sort of see this, like, undercurrent of desperation in mm-hmm. Deborah Messing's performance. Yes. That they don't really land on until towards the end of the episode. Um, and the way that this whole thing is revealed is through something that you kids have probably never heard of. <laughs> travel agents. A travel agent? What's that? A travel agent is a person who used to book your airline tickets for you because for some reason we couldn't do that ourselves. Isn't that what the spies did in the Americans when they weren't murdering people? It is. Wow. Good job, Timmy. Yes. So Will, who's just so ecstatic that Grace is home, wants to do something nice for her. So he calls up their travel agent because apparently they share a travel agent. And he wants to use his miles to upgrade her flight back Uh to Cambodia to first class, which I think is very sweet. It is sweet. And a lot more supportive than he initially was. Um, the first time that she was doing Mm -hmm. weird shit with Leo. So anyways, he's trying to be very nice and very supportive, but when he calls the travel agent, he discovers that she has not booked a return flight. She has booked a one-way ticket to New York. Right, which is... Which makes sense. Except the episode never really justifies it. It's kind of weird. Like, she just booked a one-way ticket, and I think maybe in her brain she was like, well, I'll just book a one-way ticket back when I figure my shit out. Right, but it sort of seems like... By the the end heart of, wants what the heart wants. Well, it also sort of seems like by the end of the episode, we realized that she had never had any intention to buy that return ticket mm-hmm. because it sounds like things with her and Leo are pretty settled. Well, and it's weird because so much of this happens off screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the episode, Grace confesses to Will, something is wrong in my marriage and I can't fix it out in Cambodia. Yep. Which is, we've been saying this for a year. Yeah, we've been Will saying Grace this time. since Leo appeared on the scene. But we haven't seen it on screen. Yes. So it's a frustrating lapse. It is. It's very frustrating for us as an audience to not get to see Grace come to that thought. And I know that Deborah Messing herself is pregnant during the season. Yes, so there's so probably some scheduling issues. Scheduling factors there. But it seems like from a character perspective, Grace is just getting whipped around in the writer's room. Yeah, you know, I mean, bit. she's going to Cambodia, then she's back from Cambodia. Now she's not with Leo. But Leo is clearly coming back for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's clearly something that's going to be drawn out for at least part of the remaining rest of the season. Mm-hmm. If not all the way to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's also just sort of frustrating because we know this character. And, you know, as an audience, you kind of want not only to be there with her, but you want Will to be there Mm -hmm. with her. And so the fact that this decision was made without any consultation with Will is also Mm -hmm. so much more heartbreaking Mm because you realize how lonely that decision must have been. And I don't know, it just, I think, speaks to the fact that there has been something inherently kind of broken in Will and Grace's relationship since Mm -hmm. Grace began this marriage. Mm -hmm. And so much so that she can't come to Will to tell him 
something's wrong with my marriage without making a bunch of excuses to yeah. stay first. This kind of makes me think of earlier, there's a period where Will and Grace have kind of drifted apart. And they come back together over the decision to have a baby together. Mm-hmm. Um, which is then, of course, immediately dashed by Leo's appearance. Mm-hmm. So we kind of... It's sort of an interesting thing where this show doesn't do always a great job of establishing where its characters are on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. But we do kind of see how that groundwork in seasons three and four led up to Grace being able to drift away from Will and immediately jump right back in. Right. Like, there's never a point in this episode where Will's like, oh, well, you're back in, you know, you should just go live in your house in Brooklyn. Right. He's clearly like, you should clearly move in with me. Yeah. Even I though mean, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but it's, I don't know. It's, for me, I really felt that mm-hmm. moment when he's like, are you going to go back to your place in Brooklyn? And she's like, yeah, of course, it's my home. And he's like, mm-hmm. or you could just stay here. Mm-hmm. And her immediate response is, yeah, of course, it's my home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the thing, is that Will and Grace's relationship is always home to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that Leo, as a character, had the potential to really make a new home for Grace, Mm -hmm. but he never really made her the priority she was making him. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why he just can't compete with Will. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this come up in the revival when Harry Connick Jr. has reappeared where he said that the problem with their relationship was Grace's relationship with Will. And it's like, yeah, man, if you can't compete with the most important Mm -hmm. person in my life, that is on you. Yeah. That's your problem. Well, and as long as we're talking about the revival, I mean, the episode two weeks ago... Where uh, Will and Grace decide to let their partners move in with them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously one of them is leaving the apartment and one of them is staying. Yeah. That is, I think, the first time that I've seen in the amount of Will and Grace we've seen where it feels like these two characters are making this decision for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. They actually feel like they have the ability to both make a home with this new person and preserve their relationship with the opposite, Will Mm -hmm. or Grace. It feels like every other time this has happened on the show... At least one of those things has been lacking. Mm-hmm. Usually both. I mean, I kind of found that revival plot a little bit problematic simply because it came down to some ultimatum stuff. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely super problematic. I think in general, if you have to issue an ultimatum in your relationship, your relationship's already over. Right. That's kind of my take on that. But um, that being said, it does seem like Will and Grace are in a much better prepared place mm-hmm. where they can try to make these inroads and these homes mm-hmm. with the people they're with. In a yes. way that doesn't trash their thing. Right. Well, and it seems like, not necessarily at the beginning of the episode, but over the course of the episode, they realize this is something that they are ready to do for themselves. Not something they're doing because, you know, like in, in this season and the previous season, Grace moves in with Leo because they're married. And when you're married to someone, you move in with them. Mm-hmm. Like. Their relationship isn't in a place where they should be living together. No. They literally get quickie married. Yeah, that's the thing is like we've, as people, been watching these red flags just Mm -hmm. sort of pile up with Grace and Leo. And while there is a certain like romantic element to a very spontaneous marriage, Mm -hmm. as you can see here, it really kind of fucked them both up. Mm -hmm. Like they may love each other, but they got married way too fast. Right. They were not prepared to take that step. Leo is clearly not prepared to sacrifice anything about his life Mm -hmm. to accommodate Grace. And Grace trying really hard to sacrifice pieces of herself to accommodate Leo is wildly unhappy. Mm -hmm. So. So. I mean, obviously the final resolution of this plot line is still a ways out. Um, and I'm sure it won't even end with them getting divorced because we know that this show goes back and forth all the time with these characters. Um, 
who knows what is to come. We know that they will finally get divorced in the future. I know what is to come because I've seen this episode. Okay, well, and all I, the episodes. I know what is to, I do not know what is to come. But I do. But I know that the ultimate result is that eventually Grace must decide to leave Leo once and for all. Yes. That won't happen until the future. But hopefully in between there, there is some time where she can find happier times or something. Happy times for Grace. And not adopt a pug from a breeder. Don't do it. Don't adopt a pug from a breeder. They can't breathe. Mm -hmm. They have acne. (laughs) They have flat faces. Don't do it. And I know you think they're cute. They are cute. I also think they're cute. But they can't breathe. They can't breathe. Let them breathe. Let them breathe. Okay, we are so close to breaking into like a gospel thing and that's (laughs) not a good idea. We are very white and very untrained. So I think I'm going to tell everyone where they can find us on the internet. Great idea. If you want to find us, the best place to hunt us down is on Twitter. We are at Not A Couple Show. You can also find us on Facebook or on Tumblr. Uh, Our podcast is hosted on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. But of course, you already know that. Because you're listening. And if you want to send us an email, you can always email us at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. And um, hopefully next week we'll feature less pug terrorism. Fingers crossed. And maybe slightly But don't hold your breath because of the small faces and the apnea. Pugs can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag pugs can't breathe. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. My name is Tess. My name is Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Ruff. I mean, yeah. Hi, Eliza. This week's episode was not sponsored by pug terrorism. Did you know one out of every one pugs cannot breathe? They are bred to not be able to breathe. Hashtag stop pug terrorism. Stop pug breeding. <laughs>